Welcome to the Holistic Warrior Life Podcast, a podcast dedicated to those who want to live a life fully charged with health, abundance, and love, and a place for you to unleash your inner holistic warrior and thrive in all areas of your life, mind, body, and soul. Come join me and my guests each week as we talk about what it means to truly thrive despite your health diagnosis, your current circumstances in all areas of your life, so that you can stay motivated, inspired, and walk away with some tangible tools to use every single day. This isn't your highlight reel. It is the raw, real, and gritty gray areas of what it means to be a holistic warrior. It is never too late to live the life that you've dreamed of. Your time is now. Who am I? I'm your host, Tanya Jane Marias Vaz, a woman of many capes, some of which include being a wife to a wonderful man who is my rock and my love, mom to an intuitive and spirited three-year-old boy, best-selling author, certified Reiki master, and a self-expression and holistic energy coach. I'm also the founder of my two brand babies, the Holistic Warrior Life Co. and Warrior Life Creative Co. I'm a health, wellness, and mindset junkie who is obsessed with helping people step into their fullest expression and reclaim control of their health. I believe that no dream is ever out of reach and that your success is non-negotiable, as long as you're committed to it and as long as you move forward with pure intent and inspired and messy action. So, you ready? Let's do this thing! Hello, Holistic Warriors, and welcome to yet another episode of the show, and I have with you the one, the only, the OG mama bosspreneur, Sabrina Greer, and she is a guest that is very near and dear to my heart, and I'm looking at her as I say this because Sabrina and I started out as colleagues, to be quite honest, and today she's turned out to be a biz bestie, a mom bestie, or a bestie in general, um, mentor, guide, brain doula, brain baby doula, as she calls herself. So I'm so grateful for who she is and all her wisdom, and I cannot wait to share her with you on the show. So Sabrina is also a best-selling author and visionary behind the popular book series, You've Got This Mama. She is the founder of YGT Mama Inc., a company that is created to provide mamas inclusive resources and judgment-free support. She also owns a rapidly growing media and publishing company called YGT Mama Media Co. that helps mamas birth their brain babies. She is a fellow podcaster and host of the five-star podcast called You've Got This Mama. She is mom to three amazing young boys, a lover of nature and coffee, and in her spare time, she nourishes her soul with her favorite titles as a clarity coach for mamas, and the Eastern Canada Ambassador for the award-winning Canadian charity, Mamas for Mamas. Wow. Sabrina, thank you so much for coming on the show and for doing this. I have like excitement jitters and nervous jitters going on at the same time. Oh, you're just amazing. And thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be on this show because it's you're also very near and dear to my heart. So Aww. to be able to support a fellow podcaster, and I know... I remember when you first started and, you know, you were so excited, but so nervous to launch. And it's just been so amazing watching you grow and blossom. And, and, you know, I've been following the show and I've subscribed a long time ago, I think episode one. So (laughs) yeah, I'm excited to be here as well. So thanks for having me. Of course. 
And I'm so excited for the talk that we're going to have today. I don't know where it's going to go, but I trust that everything that needs to be said and that needs to be heard by someone is going to be shared on the show. And that's how I always go forth with my episodes and they've been good so far. So without further ado, just so our listeners know a little bit more about you, I'm going to start with a little rapid fire fun round. Um, Whereabouts are you from? So I grew up in the outskirts of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and I moved to a small town in rural Canada, rural Ontario, when I was a preteen. And I moved back to the city the very second I was old enough to because I thought that I was, you know, a city girl and I was too, too big and too bold for a small town. <laughs> and now here I am back in the small town. <laughs> so <laughs> it's where my, my heart is. But, but yes, I'm originally from the Toronto area. Nice. Very mm. nice. Um, as a best-selling author and uh, like the whole visionary behind the series, you've got this mama. I have to ask, and I know you read a lot, so I'm gonna ask you, what is the one book that you love right now? Oh, good lord! <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't even ever read one book at one time. I'm usually reading two or three books and listening on Audible to another two or three. I am a personal development junkie. <laughs> I love reading. I love writing. I love podcasts. I love filling my brain with as much information as possible. I take courses. I take programs. I'm constantly, constantly reading. But I'd have to say, um, I recently hosted a mastermind, as you know, (laughs) um, called the Boss Mama Mastermind. And it's sort of brought me back to the roots, to the original stuff that got me hooked on personal development. So I've been rereading a lot of the originals, the really good ones, uh, Return to Love, Marianne Williamson, um, Love Warrior, Glennon Doyle. um, What else? Oh my gosh, so many. (laughs) Miracle Morning, Hal Elrod. So just, I've been really going back to like the class, I guess they're called classics now. Yeah. (laughs) It makes me feel old to say that, but (laughs) You know, I've been going back to the the originals just because they're so good. And it's amazing to me how when you read something again and again and again and again, how you can actually pull something so different every time. And I've absolutely been experiencing that this time, especially within my mastermind, watching my participants grow and talk about their experience reading these books. So yeah, it's just been really fun. Another one's Big Magic, Elizabeth. Yeah, I've yet to it. read that. <laughs> I dove into oh, like the one oh chapter. I didn't complete it yet, but I think no. I'm ready to read it now. I just I was oh having my, super so huge good. resistance to it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really, really good. And especially for an artiste as you're like yourself, it's <laughs> uh, sort of a must. I think absolutely dive into that one when you get a sec for sure. Of course. Well, I think that was like, what, two or two questions now? My next question for you is, how do you juggle, literally juggle so many hats? Like, what is the one mantra that you have for juggling all these hats? So this is my favorite question of all, because this is what my (laughs) coaching business has completely evolved from, was this very question. And the answer is, 
you know, there's not really one answer. It's sort of, I was actually talking on another podcast about this today. You know, we always sort of strive for this balance, this invisible tightrope that doesn't exist. And we're always trying to, to find it, you know, work-life balance, family career balance, whatever you want to call it. And I always tell my clients that, you know, you want to actually strive for imbalance because the second you start to look for balance, you are setting yourself up for disappointment in my opinion, because it doesn't exist. So that's sort of my, there's no secret sauce, unfortunately, you know, I do a ton of personal development as I've already clarified and, you know, I've got three boys, their ages span a decade. My eldest is 13 years old going through all the teenage drama I have a four and a half year old and a two and a half year old who are busy, busy, busy. And it's just sort of like giving yourself grace in the moments where you can't do it all and Mm -hmm. making sure that you set yourself up to be flexible because, you know, time passes. We're all given the same 24 hours in a day. Time passes and it's how we choose to spend those moments. So when I'm working, you know, I found work that lights me up and fills me with joy. So it doesn't feel like work. It's not a grind. It's not a struggle. It's not a hustle. All these words, it's, it's my passion. So when my kids see me working, I don't look at that as a negative. I don't say, Oh, you know, I can't be with you right now because I'm so busy and I'm so stressed and it's so horrible. They, I think they enjoy watching me work because they know that it makes mommy happy. And then when I'm with them, I put the computer away and I put my work away and I'm present with them. So call that balance if you want, if balance is a word that resonates with you. But for me, it really is just being flexible and then putting the moments where those moments are at that very time. So yeah, just being present with them. You know, I always say to people, everything is temporary, the good and the bad. So when you're in the thick of like, you know, temper tantrums and diaper explosions and (laughs) all the crazy, remind yourself that it's temporary. But when you're wishing time away because you have so much work to do and to-do lists that are miles long, remind yourself that the good things are temporary too. Their their youth, the baby snuggles, you know, the exploration, the all the firsts, right? That's all temporary too. So just be present in the moment. That's my long-winded answer. No, I love that, and I think it was meant to be shared in that way. And I know someone, actually, many people out there will find this. It resonates so deeply um, with me, and I know it'll resonate with the listeners too. My next question for you, I'm a foodie at heart. You know this. Everyone who knows me knows this. What is your favorite food? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I, love, I love to cook. I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian, yeah. so I apologize. I know this is a holistic um, love food. podcast. There's no so there's no food in general good (laughs) yeah so you know we actually are moving to a farm in just a couple months I know you know this but your listeners don't Um, we're moving to a farm in a couple of months and it's it's been a really cool experience doing the research and getting prepared because we plan on not having you know a functioning farm in the sense that we're going to be selling anything or producing anything except for our own food yeah so we are going to have chickens we are going to have you know 
egg chickens and meat chickens and we're going to have a vegetable garden and so I really just I love food that's real food that you can cook that you know I don't like going through the grocery store and seeing things that have been you know genetically modified clearly and yeah I just I like teaching my kids about food and I like to cook That'll There's no real specific too. one thing. I'm avocado obsessed. I can eat <laughs> for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and dessert. Um, and, you know, just like straight out of the avocado itself yeah. with a spoon and a little bit of salt. Um, I love coffee and I love wine and I love mm. all food, really. What's really your favorite wine? I am a Sauvignon Blanc girl. I am a white wine girl. Um, it's funny because I, I was a red wine girl for, you know, a very long time and it sort of switched. <laughs> um, red wine makes me, you know, cozy and sleepy and white wine yep. makes me happy and, and fun time girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. I have the, like, I'm the same with wine. I don't have it as often anymore, but yeah, it's the same. So that was a little bit of rapid fire, not so rapid, rapid fire, but <laughs> I loved it because it, I never know what, what I'm going to ask. And it's always so different with every guest on the show. So I love this. This is totally you. Um, we talked a little bit about this in our questions, but how did you get to being here? Like, I know it's been a loopy, loopy, loopy line, so mm. to speak but how did you get to doing all of these things and being who you are now, this fierce yet heart-centered, like literally heart-centered and passionate person? Yeah, it's one of those things, you know, we've all seen the image of, you know, the straight line success doesn't look like this. (laughs) It looks like this. And as you said, loopy, 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 like it's been legit loopy and hard and, you know, intense. And I think, so often we look at the highlight reel on social media and we're like, Oh, it's living at her, <laughs> you know, summer home and you know, her boys are so cute and everything's so perfect. It's not, it's not yeah. perfect. I'm, I screw up too and it's hard and you know, it can be really intense, but at the same time, it's how you deal with that growth, right? We talk about growth a lot. I talk about growth a lot in my coaching programs and, um, you know, it's kind of what I've coined as my, my expertise, if you will. Yeah. But yeah, it's just become, yeah, I, I don't know the answer to the exact path, but I was in the corporate world for about eight years. I worked in a very male dominated industry. I was in the beverage alcohol industry. I worked as a, a corporate trainer internationally and account manager. Yeah. It was an awesome job because you can imagine being in the beverage alcohol industry. Yeah. There's a lot of really fun travel, you know, vineyards and distilleries in the UK and all kinds of stuff like that. But as soon as I became a mom, it wasn't that motherhood took over me. It was that I, my priorities shifted. So yeah. as you know, I, ha- like I said, I have a 13 year old. He w- came as a ready made at six years old to me, which was incredible yeah. because I didn't have to do any of the hard work. He just came as a lovely, beautiful, amazing little child. Um, 
but yeah, I, I wanted to spend more time with him. I found yeah. myself not wanting to work weekends and holidays and travel and be away from my family. And then as soon as I got pregnant with my middle child, it, it was game over for me. I was like, no, <laughs> not working another day in the corporate world. No way. Um, I've always, always had a passion for helping people. Um, my parents uh, were foster parents. I was an only child and my oh. parents had over 45 foster children of which we adopted four. Um, so that was instilled in me from a very young age, sort of the, the ideology that, you know, love is unconditional and family is by choice and all of these things. So I always wanted to help people and give back pre really before my uh, career in corporate, I was an international model. I've worn a lot of hats. It's kind of, a, <laughs> again, it's not that straight line to anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I worked for almost 20 years as a model overseas. So yeah, modeling, corporate, foster kids, all of this stuff sort of brought me to the peak of where I am now, which is putting all of my passions together, really figuring out what that looked like. And, you know, I've always liked to write. I've always liked to help people. So I thought, how can I combine these passions that doesn't involve sitting in a cubicle for the rest of my life, yeah. working to make somebody else's dreams come true? So I started writing again. I journaled all the way through my travels and my experiences. So I started writing again and I thought, hmm, how can I now monetize this into something more? And that's sort of how the books were born. Yeah. And through the creation of my own book and my own journey, I realized that I need to share the stories of others too, because I don't know it all. I don't I haven't yeah. experienced it all. So why would I keep that a secret? And what started as an interview process for some mamas became, well, do you want to write it yourself? <laughs> I <laughs> love that how the collaborative co-authored book series was born, right? It was the desire to help moms not only live their passion and their dream, if writing was it, it was to also share their story to help our readers too. Oh, so. I love that. I love it so much. And, you know, for those of you listening, go buy these books. Like you can get them from Sabrina directly. Like she may even give you an autographed copy. Um, those books are amazing. They are community in your purse or diaper bag or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just, it is written by moms and I love that, but I also love the fact that I saw myself in every single woman and, you know, keeping aside that they were a mom or they were going through their journey. I'm like, it was like, you're staring into their hearts, the heart and soul of a woman. And it's like, you find yourself united in this community and that it's a very different sense I've gotten like I've read other books out there and this one was by far like there was unison throughout each chapter throughout each throughout the whole series um how important do you think is community like when you're trying to grow yourself or grow a family or do anything that's growth related how important do you think is the power of community Oh my gosh. It's everything, you know, community over competition, like gone are the days of, you know, competing against our sisters. Like this is crazy times, you know, we need to bend together and stand up and rise together. And what better way to do that than to create a collective voice. 
And that's how, that's really how the books evolved. It was, you know, my desire to write and it just evolved into something so much bigger because it was outside of myself. I realized, mm-hmm. you know, it stemmed, it was like the seed was my passion, but then, you know, the sunshine and the water and the soil and all of the things needed for that sort of growth and evolution came from, from our community. And it really is so powerful to see a group of women, specifically, we're all women, we're all moms, to yeah. come together and support each other. There's so much hate out there. There's so much, you know, mm-hmm. judgment and shaming and bashing. And it's so unnecessary because we're in this together. It doesn't matter if you co-sleep with your child or they sleep on the floor or they sleep in a crib or they sleep on a top bunk or you have them like swinging from the (laughs) ceiling. It doesn't matter, right? Because we're all in this together. So it was really a desire to create a judgment-free zone for all moms to feel comfortable sharing their truth. Because when you share your truth, you know, I, I quoted one of our authors earlier in a podcast too. I don't want to take it as my own, but she said it was uh, Nia Pisier yeah. in the second book. She said, you know, it's not that misery loves company. It's that we want to see our truth in someone else. Yep. And that was so profound to me because it's true. It's not that we want to see other people feel bad or see other people be hurt or that we want to, you know, judge our problems against somebody else's but we want to know that we're not alone of course we want to know that we're in it with someone else that we've got you know camaraderie that we've got power in numbers and that we're not just like down in the trenches figuring it out on our own and I feel like so much of what's available out there is that we're looking at the highlight reel of other people's motherhood we're looking at you know, this wine o'clock kind of culture. And really what we need to be seeing is the truth. We need to talk about fertility. We need to talk about miscarriage. We need to talk about postpartum depression. We need to talk about the things that are real, that people are genuinely experiencing. Because when we don't talk about it, it gets pushed under a rug. And then when people experience it, they feel shame. Yeah. Oh, I, I felt like it's, I felt so ashamed, A, when I had the condition that I was diagnosed with, but moreover, when my child got diagnosed with his health condition, I felt like, okay, I couldn't share the pregnancy with anybody for up until five months or so, because it was a high risk pregnancy. And then when you get the other diagnosis, you're like, oh, I don't want to share about it at all anymore because I now need to process this. Um, and then it was more so, okay, now I don't, I don't want to see people for the yeah. next two years of motherhood. That's literally what happened in my brain. I shut down. Like I was still doing all of the things and I was out there, but I shut down for a good part of it. And in now when I see people doing that, I'm like, no, I'm here. Like, talk to me. I'm here. I've been there. No judgment. Like just this past weekend, I, I was at my nephew's baptism and my cousin and I, we grew up together. And it's funny, it's amazing that you talk about like building the tribe and having community over competition and being more collaborative, because I think at a very grassroots level within our family systems, that's where the dialogue needs to change. So my cousin and I, we were just 
hanging out upstairs, letting the baby play, just getting some quiet time away from all the guests. And we talked, we have not talked that way in, I don't know, years. And we used to be best friends growing up. And then somewhere down the line, we tried to do our own thing and then we drifted apart, but more so it was because our moms kept comparing us to each other. Oh, why can't you be like Tanya? Oh, why can't you be like so-and-so? Why can't you do this? And it's like that dialogue is ingrained through the generations. Like it's the maternal wound almost. And we talked about it and I was like, I don't want our kids to go through that. I want our kids to play with each other. I want us to talk about this. And then she shared with me, oh, this is what I've been going through, through my first year or two years of motherhood. And I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, because it looks perfect from the outside. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, I get compared to you, like even now by either my spouse or by other people. Oh, like, look how ahead they are when it comes to having kids, when it comes to achieving certain things. And I'm like, Nope, you never know what goes on in someone's life. And I was so happy we talked about that. And that just, I wanted to actually tell you about it because it is about community and it is about seeing yourself in another woman and holding that space. And I love that the books have the power to do that. And now your podcast and your community overall, it's growing. It's like this little thing that just kept growing and growing and it lights everyone up. So yeah. I'm grateful that it exists. Um, best thing ever, because there's a lot of mom shaming groups out there. Yeah. Well, and I think, like I said, I can't take full responsibility yeah. for it all. It was, you know, I was merely the seed, but it, it just transpired in such a way because of that, because yeah. there's a need for it, right? Like motherhood, it is an isolating place even if you have the perfect pregnancy and the perfect birth and the perfect child that sleeps through the night. <laughs> and I say that because yeah. it's still not happening for me, but even if you have all of those box checked, it's still isolating. It's still scary. It's still, you still feel alone. You still have questions and, you know, Google is just a gong show. You go there and, you know, there's so much contradicting information and you don't know what's true. And you don't, so I really did. I wanted to create a place, you know, we're not all medical professionals, no. but there's doctors that have written in the books. There's all different professions, all different walks of life, all different experiences. And that's what I wanted was just to share real stories because I find when something's up, I don't look for like web MD or whatever. I look for real stories of people who have overcome real issues. You know, if my kid's experiencing something, I want to hear from somebody who's experienced that something. I don't want to hear from some male doctor that's never, you know, no offense to the male doctors of the world, but you know, it's, it's, it's so important that we, we hear it from the source that we know somebody that's been through it. And that's why there's, you know, down syndrome support groups and autism support groups because only other parents with children that are suffering from a certain thing can really be that support. Right. At the end of the day. I'm still friends with the women whom I met through the cleft lip and palate clinic at sick kids. Like some of them will message me if I ever post pictures of Arnold or if I ever post something they're like oh my gosh how's so-and-so doing or I'm like how are your kids doing let's do let's video call or if their kids having some sort of a challenging time and they're like how did you navigate this because it's a little different um well I I saw I see the the niche within those places right like when it's smaller groups it's true like you you become so connected because of that 
you you can all really relate to one another but I felt like there really wasn't a place to go for moms of all kinds of all walks of life that was really just open you know that didn't have some sort of stigma attached to it or some sort of judgment attached to it Um, and that's what I wanted to create and I think we've done a, a pretty good job of it so far. And as you said, we are growing and we're going to continue to grow. And, you know, I've shared with a few people now, but I think this is a, a safe a container to share it as well. That, yeah. you know, our growth is helping other moms do the same thing I'm doing because yeah. it's not competition. I want all of the moms I know to have podcasts and to have blogs and to have brands and to spread messages and to write books and to really just like change the world. And the only way that's going to happen is if we help each other do that. Yeah. Right. So it's not about competition whatsoever. It's the opposite for me. It's about how many people can I help share their voice and share their experiences and get their words out there I love that I think and you know what that's like a perfect segue into my favorite topic business and growth especially Mm -hmm. when you're a mom so I love that you it's true like when you support moms you're helping support their families and you're helping their business grow and you help them grow their own brand and all of those things so what are your top three takeaways for someone who either has an idea but doesn't know how to get it out there because I was one of those people for a while until you had that conversation with me so what would you say to that that person well and I was that person too right and that's sort of the the hole I'm trying to fill I'm creating I don't like calling them courses because a course sounds like I'm going to be teaching you something and then you're going to be learning it and then you're going to be implementing it yourself. So it's more like a a hands-on course where I do it for you, with you, and the tools and the resources you get to walk away with to then maintain and keep going. You know, so it's, I think the holdup I've seen, the most common you know, roadblock for moms is that I don't have time. I don't have money. That's too much to ask because it's all for me. You know, these are the things I don't, I'm not capable. So like, those are sort of the categories. It's like, yeah, time, money, capabilities, and selfishness. Those are the the roadblocks. So know that you are capable because anyone's capable so like that's just a story you're telling yourself and if you continue to tell yourself that that's personal development work that needs to be done that's it so go read some books and listen to some awesome podcasts like this one and you know <laughs> get inspired to the point where you realize that you are worthy and you can do anything um you know time we all have the same 24 hours in a day we can make time for something that's important, which draws into the selfishness. It's not selfish to want to do something for yourself. And how cool is it specifically with moms? You know, it's always, they feel like they're taking away time that they should be spending with their kids, that they should be driving to soccer practice and gymnastics and dance recitals and whatever it is. But how cool is it for your kids to see, like my kids see 
their picture because that my podcast cover art is them yeah they see their picture on my phone or on the tv they're like look it's us like oh. <laughs> you know but even if it's not them it's like there's my mommy you know yeah. she's famous like yeah. it's so big and so powerful to children because they don't really even know what's going on or they hear your voice on the radio yeah. and they're like whoa what's that that's mommy's voice like give yourself permission to do things for yourself because what you're going to the modeling behavior that you're offering your children is that they can do anything too. Yeah. Right. Like that is a powerful, powerful gift to give our children is like permission to do things for ourselves. Right. And then the money piece, I mean, if you're getting into podcasting to make money, run the other direction because (laughs) while yes, it is possible to monetize it's not going to happen immediately. And there are some initial startup costs, but that's sort of where I'm trying to fill the gaps. I want to do the work for you instead of having you hire, you know, an expensive graphic designer, an expensive copywriter, you know, trying to figure out on your own and get lost in Google and take a million courses that cost money and all this stuff. I just want to say, no, let's get down and dirty you know, a couple hours, we do brainstorming calls. I write the copy for you. I do the artwork for you. I set you up with a graphic that you, as a template that you can then create your own social media graphics moving forward. You get all the tools, you get all the resources. I give you video instruction on how to do it so you can go back to it. That's what I wish I had <laughs> when yeah. I started yeah. my podcast because it didn't exist. It didn't exist. Now there's podcast coaches and coach, there's coaches for everything. Yep. You know, everyone is a coach and that's awesome because even the best coaches need coaches. We all need help. We all need support. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, but yeah, I would say, you know, for the moms that are, are trying to birth their brain baby and just don't quite know how to do it, like all the things I just said, give yourself permission to do it because you should, you should always put yourself ahead of others because you cannot give from an empty cup. You need to fill your cup first by doing things that give you joy. Um, And then create time, create that space for yourself. And yeah, just like go for it. Just do it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Just do it. Like, I want to add to that, like, sometimes for those of you listening, I know for the longest time I was that type of person, like, I needed someone else to give me permission to be like, oh, it's okay for you to go have your Facebook group. It's okay for you to mm-hmm. do things. And Sabrina was that person for me. Like, it, like when I think back to it, like, with my Facebook group, same thing. You're like, just go do it. Figure it out as you go, but just go put it out there. And I did. Same thing for the podcast. The podcast was a year in the making. I just never launched because I was so chicken scared to put it out there. What will they think of me? But I did. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, No, and it it won't be. Yeah. For like the long, I'm more comfortable now in front of the mic than I was obviously six months ago and I still have a long 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 way to go and I'm still learning every time so just put yourself out there give yourself permission and if you feel like you can't do it because I understand that I was there once too look for that best friend or look go to someone that is going to hold that space for you because sometimes you need people to advocate for you and be that warrior for you when you can't be one for yourself yet it doesn't mean you won't get there 
It's just sometimes you need someone else to light that way for you first. And that's okay. That's okay. There is zero shame in asking for help. Yeah. Oh, of course. I feel like moms don't do that. And that's the one thing. I went to a job interview. I think it was last week or something super close to home, flexible, all of that. And they asked me, what is the one thing that, you know, you really suck at? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's different. (laughs) Um, Go figure. They're a school and they're going to know behavioral questions. And I was like, you know, I'm like, I suck at asking for help. No qualms admitting it anymore, but I've learned to ask for more help now as the days go along. And now I don't feel guilty if my spouse needs to look after Arnold. That's okay. It's daddy and Arnold time. They can bond. (laughs) If he needs to go to his grandma's for the weekend, it's okay. I had the toughest time detaching from that than he or Arnold did. So it's something we as moms need to realize. Like It's just space for ourselves space to pour into your business space to go just turn off for like 24 hours if you have that luxury or if you have that support system nearby so it's imperative that we take time for ourselves you can't spend your entire day and night talking baby talk you you just can't do it no you have to and whatever that is for you I think it's important that you define what those things are and it might be a trial and error but self-care should not be a thing that you do once in a while. It should be part of your everyday life. It should be like I, in the mastermind, we, there's, you know, a module about self-love and self-care because it is so imperative. It is so important. And it's finding, you know, the three things that you can do every single day that you can implement into your daily schedule. One should be physical. So body, So is it exercise? Is it yoga? Is it going for a walk? Is it stretching? You know, what is that one thing that you, it becomes non-negotiable, right? Like you do not negotiate with that. You book it into your schedule like an appointment and you keep that appointment the same way you would a doctor's appointment or a dentist appointment for your kid. You keep that appointment with yourself. You owe it to yourself. Um, the second thing is something for your mind. So for me, <laughs> it's reading, yeah. but for somebody else, it might be something different. You know, maybe it's a podcast. Yep. Maybe it is like watching a Netflix show, like a 20 minute, whatever, just to like shut off or whatever it is. And then something for your spirit. So if that's meditation or prayer or gratitude or whatever it is, but take, you know, a few five, 10, 15, 20 minute breaks to do those three activities every single day. And that should be absolutely non-negotiable. No, I love that. That's a tip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Free coaching people, free coaching through the podcast. (laughs) So no, I love it because, and I devour podcasts because anytime I feel like I can't really talk to people, not because there's no one to talk to. I feel like the place that I'm at right now, very few people understand it because most people are to be honest very content with just going to a job Monday to Friday and then you come home and then you turn like shut down or you go out or you do whatever and there's nothing wrong with it if it fulfills you it doesn't I want more I'm okay with doing that for whatever it needs for now while I build and grow but I'm not content with that and so very few people understand that's why I tune into podcasts they're there are yeah. some really good ones out there um, that help me get through the day. I'll put those in the show notes too. But I love that you said self-care is crucial. It is, you know, 
I called it a luxury earlier. And that's the only reason I called it that is because if you don't at all have anyone at all by your side to help take care of the kids, it's okay. Sometimes if they need to cry it out, let them just cry it out. Like I used to go and sit in the bathroom for five minutes because I used to go stir crazy. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to calm the baby. I just would sit there for five minutes and then I'd come back out. I'm like, okay, I took a time out. Now I can go handle you. And yeah. that's okay. That That is a form of self-care. Sometimes just sleep. Yeah. As long as the child is safe yep. and there's nothing in the area that can they can injure themselves with, it's fine. Yeah. Tears are tears. Like Like we've become... I forget who told me about this the other day, but like, you know, we've all heard about the helicopter parent. Yeah. Well, now there's a thing called a snowplow parent. Ooh, I think it was Tia Slightum. She's, she's a parenting coach in our community. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah. And she talked about how it's essentially like you literally just plow the path. So there's nothing in the way. It's like they just go straight like this. There's no obstacles. There's no challenges. There's no problem solving. There's oh no anything because the road is plowed and clear for them. And I think that was such a good example of, of how we're raising our children these days because we do, right? We just we make sure there's no obstacles. We make sure there's no challenges. We give them everything on a silver platter. And obviously I'm like blanket statement here. Like not everyone yeah. does, but I've seen it a lot more in my work, especially. And yeah, I just, I think it's important that we remember how we were raised and we remember, you know, how like the character building that comes with challenges and problem solving and all of it. And I'm not saying like, leave your baby to cry it out so they can no. you know, get some character. <laughs> like that's, no. that's a little harsh, but you know what I mean with, with younger children, like it's okay for them to play alone yep. for a few minutes. Uh, even if they're saying I'm bored, I'm hungry, like they do that. (laughs) They whine, they temper tantrum, they have things, but like we need to create independence in them. We need to give them the tools to be able to entertain themselves. And I feel like now, especially we're really just, it's over planning over activities like, Oh, well I need to do this and this is cognitive stimulation and we have to go to this activity and this plan thing. And then this tutor and this person, and Oh my gosh, you need to speak Chinese and French by the time you're three. And it's so much. I used to be one of those kids and this was in Dubai. Like I, I can't remember. I think it was Monday went and Wednesdays we had, swim practice or swimming classes so I'd go to swimming right after school Tuesdays and Thursdays would be music and then I don't know what we do on the weekend like I had something else going on so it was just like there was school and then there was tutoring and then there was all those classes and then you're exhausted by the time it's I don't know 9 p.m and then it's repeated all all the way again don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love it. It made me regimented, but I also feel like I wish I could just chill out. Like I also wish I could just do nothing sometimes. So yeah, no, my motto for Arnold and hopefully all future children is just simplify. You get one activity yes. each. If, if that not yeah. like you don't all get five activities per person, like that's, that's just overwhelming. And if you're someone that wants to I don't know, start a business or grow your business. I think the more simpler your life is, the better it is. And that I think that's what Sabrina also, I'm assuming, refers to when she talks about clarity. 
and knowing the type of life that you want to lead because that'll help you craft the business you desire. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Yay. I'm understanding more and more about, about what you do as I, as I do this interview. So I have yeah. so much respect for all the work that you're doing. Um, is there something that you're working on at the moment um, that you could maybe offer to the community? Apart from the podcast course, is there something else? Like, is there a round two of the mastermind? That's there cool. is. There's a round two of the mastermind that is starting July 2nd, because uh, July 1st is a Canadian yeah. holiday. It's our, Canada's birthday. Um, <laughs> yeah, so July 2nd, it runs for six weeks. It's really hands-on and really sort of customized to the group. So um, it's almost full now. But it won't be the last. I think we're going to be doing, you know, three or four a year, uh, small small groups, like 10 to 12 people. Um, And it's just, it's so great to have the combination of, you know, the one-on-one coaching and the accountability and, you know, the group because everyone has something to offer. Like you said at the beginning of this podcast, people will get what they need to get from certain things and they'll hear what they need to hear. And that doesn't always come from, from me. So there's a combination of one-on-one coaching in the mastermind. I bring in guest coaches, professional coaches. There's one sort of health and wellness field coach and one uh, more spiritual coach that talks about mindset and clarity mm-hmm. and one business coach for each mastermind. So, and then I bring in a specialist based on the group's desires. So whether it's like social media or, you know, who knows, whatever the group comes up yeah. with as a whole. No, so, And I love it. I love the mastermind. And, you know, I'm not just saying this because I was part of the first mastermind and because you're my friend, but it is hands down as comprehensive as a mastermind can get for moms who want to have businesses because there's a lot of masterminds out there and they're all great but I feel like what you tackle in that mastermind is so unique and it's it's just beautiful those mastermind calls were like my lifeline every Wednesday and it was awesome to see everyone come together so if you haven't joined yet go check it out um, ygtmama.com go creeper on Facebook creeper on Instagram she's there she even offers one-on-one coaching right yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Sabrina my, is amazing my chaos to clarity <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. No, it's, I love it and go buy it go buy her books just I'm a fan so go buy her oh, thank you <laughs> oh well I have to ask one last question before we sign off. Um, what does it mean to you to be a holistic warrior or to live a holistic warrior life? Mm, I love that because I've only recently sort of really understood the concept of holistic. I always thought holistic was some sort of alternative medicine or something, but it really just means whole. Yeah. Right? That's yeah, it. Yeah. It's so simple. So for me, it's all the things we talked about today. It's joy. It's, you know, doing what lights you up and not wasting that precious time. You know, we talk in the mastermind a lot about using time as a currency, you know, treating time as if it were money. Would you waste money on that activity? No, then don't waste time on it either. Would you waste money on that date, that friend, that person? No, 
don't waste time on them either. Yep. Right. So for me, that's what it means. It's, it's treating every moment, every thing that you put in your mouth, everything that is in your environment, every person you spend a moment on, it's treating all of it like it's the most important thing. Right. And really just like being whole as a person and present in what you do. I love that. I love it because I always get such different answers every time. So I love this. It's yeah, by far. (laughs) It's amazing. Thank you. Um, Sabrina, before we go, where can our listeners find you? I know I announced it a little bit um, before. It's it's simple. I'm YGT mama, M A M A uh, Instagram, Facebook. That's the website, all of it. So I kept it simple. (laughs) I know that as moms, we, we like things to be simplified for us. So there you go. And all, everything's in my link tree on Instagram or on the website. It's pretty, I think it's pretty easy to navigate. If somebody thinks otherwise, please let me know. Cause I'm always taking feedback. I'm always trying to improve and make things better and, you know, more accessible to people. So Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I am honored to have had you here. So thank you. It's been a treat. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Tanya Jane Marias Baz, your host, and you've been listening to the Holistic Warrior Life podcast. You can follow us at the Holistic Warrior Life on Instagram and Facebook. And to learn more about our guests and the stories that we share on our podcast, or to learn more about our community, stay updated on any courses or programs we offer, or if you simply want to read up on our blog and stay in the loop about any upcoming events, please check us out online at www.theholisticwarriorlife.com or any of our social media channels. And if you haven't done so already, please head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you tune in for your daily dose of the Holistic Warrior Life and hit subscribe to the tribe, rate and leave us a review. Every rating and review means the world to us. It keeps us going and it gets us out in front of more warriors who need this soul food. It ensures that our message is heard and that more people are given the hope that they're not alone on their journey. I want to thank our guests for sharing their wisdom, their journey, their stories so unapologetically. You are inspiring our listeners more than you realize, so thank you for coming on to our show. And to our listeners, I want to thank each of you for tuning in week after week, for giving us the honor to speak life into you, to motivate you and inspire you, and to show you that you're not alone. That here at The Holistic Warrior Life, you always have a community who loves you and supports you no matter where you are in your journey. We hope you tune in next week. Until then, remember, dear warrior, you're braver than ever, wiser beyond your years, and are destined to thrive. So go live out your greatness. Go do it now because your time is now. So go get started. What you waiting for?